Welcome to the GS Nation podcast. Our focus is personal development, health, wellness, mindset, and entrepreneurship. Show notes may be found at gsnation.com slash podcast, as well as on our YouTube channel and in the details section of your podcast app. Thanks for listening. We're your hosts, Carrie and Dave. Let's rock and roll. What's up, GS Nation? Happy Friday. Dave and I are here today to interview a good friend of ours, Jungle. Dave met Jungle over a year ago, and I met Jungle more recently. However, both of us have truly enjoyed getting to know him and the way in which he lives his life. Jungle is a very fit and strong athlete who is headed down a path towards success. And Dave and I really wanted to take an opportunity to ask him some questions about his past, his present, and his future, where he wants to go in life. So Jungle gives a lot of great tips on how you can lead a healthier life, which would lead to a happier life, as well as perspectives from what he's learned throughout the years within the fitness industry, within everyday life, living through injury, his mantras and beliefs about love. So we hope you enjoy this podcast. Please share it with your friends. Uh, Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Let's do it. Dave's going to cough and yawn. It's good, though. Me, me. You should have said yawn, not have yawn. No, it's contagious. Don't do that. (laughs) But have you... uh, been in a situation to see someone yawn and uh, they were so put it like this I was told if you wanted to know if someone had a crush on you is to yawn and see if they were staring at you in the class yeah I've been told (laughs) that oh my gosh did it ever work for you no no. No. no one ever yawned back? Nope. Or... Nobody ever yawned back. So here's the deal. <laughs> Carrie, how do you know about this? <laughs> I was also told this in, in probably middle school, and I would do it, but then I would always be like, but wait, did they yawn first? And then I just repeat their, like, I repeated their yawn, and then they repeated mine. You know what I mean? I was like, but like, I would, every time I tried to do it, I'd be like, but wait, am I just yawning because someone else just yawned? You put way too much thought. Yeah. I put, yeah. I put that much thought into every, everything that I do. So, yes, welcome to my awful, <laughs> awful minds. <laughs> Love it. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I'm stoked about this one. Um, we are chatting with one of my very good friends, uh, Caleb, a.k.a. Jungle. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, we've gotten to know one another over the past year-ish or so, somewhere around that top yeah. line, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but really, really interesting dude with a phenomenal story, an inspiring story, and one that I'm excited to dig into. And this is probably going to be a very wide-ranging discussion and interview. We're going to get into some into some really cool shit. We're going to get into some stuff that... Um, it's going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your mind. <laughs> Says Jungle confidently. Should be your tagline. Uh, yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, man. So when did we first meet? I can't. I was trying plank. to. Plank. Plank. Yes. There right. was an event. I just was talking about it. There was an event uh, from Plank. And shout out to Plank because their workouts is 
crazy. Yeah, so this is like plank is a, uh, they call it a megaformer. So it's a, it's a core exerciser that is basically like a platform with springs in between. And so your upper half goes on one side of the platform. Your lower half goes on the other side of the platform. And you inchworm. And you inchworm and, and <laughs> Do plank and pike. And but you had your own, you had your own space in that studio too, where you did like mobility and... Uh, yes, the owner, she allowed me to do boxing classes in there. Mm. So, yeah, that was a blessing. We met. That's how we met. You had the grind on shirt. Yep. I was like, yo, this guy's yeah, he's really getting after it because a lot of men is very difficult to do that type of uh, class. So I was, uh, we went with another uh, trainer of ours, Emily, and um, or she invited me to come in. And so I went and tried it out. And we were texting throughout that entire next week, and I was like, like fifth day sore, like sixth day sore. Like you've heard of DOMS, delayed onset of muscle soreness, and set, and typically like second day sore. You do a workout on day one, you know, like day two is not that bad. Day three is pretty rough, and day four you're fine. Yeah. Six day sore, man. I was like an eight out of ten sore five days later. It was wild. It was rough. rough. It was rough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, we started training together on some things and collaborating on some things and. Uh, gonna do big things not only this year but moving forward. years to come. Yeah, yes. podiums. Um, so yeah, very cool, very cool kind of origin story. But um, you started to kind of. It's just every time I sit down with you, I feel like we're on. You're either on a totally different <laughs> wild wavelength, or we're on like the exact same <clears throat> wavelength, and and you know, kind of hurtling through the universe in, in the same direction as well. And I know that, you know, you and Carrie's interactions have been very, very similar. So, yeah. um, you know, this is, uh, like I said, going to be a very, very fun conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jungle, I'm interested to know where and when your fitness journey started because y'all met at Plank, but you started much way before that. Yeah. Um, fitness journey, well, I never... I guess assume fitness to be a journey at the very beginning mm -hmm. because I was the athlete. So fitness, I got a, I guess it got pushed on me at the beginning and then I was just really good at it. And I liked the feeling of just being good at something. So I just continued to be good at it and I just didn't stop. So was fitness play for you or, or you had kind of said like, Hey, I kind of got pushed onto it. Like, were you, it definitely like was play. It was a, a means of expression, mm -hmm. and I just I'm an expressor, and that was just an outlet, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. um, but I fitness as, uh, I'm trying to put it to words because fitness seems like it's like maybe a title, and right. um, the journey probably started after I left college because after college I couldn't be that athlete anymore so in that aspect if I can't be that athlete then I would rather train someone that could be an athlete mm -hmm. so in that um, kind of put me in that space to kind of want to figure things out for my life because I didn't know what I wanted to do um, but play sports mm -hmm. like I didn't have a, a academic aspiration like, the only other thing that I like was filming. So, for me, it was just, it was this or this. And that was kind of the way I kind of approached it. And all the things that happened in the process where, I guess, 
the my testimonies to because I'm finally in that space to kind of build from there. So, what yeah. sports did you play in college? Or I just ran. I just ran. Yeah. So I walked on at Ole Miss and made their team there. Dang. <laughs> yeah. Wildly casually. Walked on to an said. SEC school. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could have went somewhere else, but my whole thing was like where I was. The school that I went to, it it uh, it made it difficult for me to to express myself the way that I really wanted to. So my first passion as far as athletically was football because that was like the thing I got introduced like introduced to. You mentioned that now you feel like so those two passions were just kind of moving your body, um, and then the other passion was filming and you said right now you've kind of found this place where you're happy with what you get to do. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely happy. Yeah. Um, so what does a day in the life look like? Well, I wake up at 3.11 every day. For the most part, Monday through Thursday, because that's the, the times my camps, like, it's a good time to wake up. Um, I usually get to camp before 4 a.m. I usually try to be in the park a lot. Um, before 4 a.m. class or camp starts at 5.30 a.m. So my mind goes in for those about 30 to 45 minutes where I just create the workout. Like I have the protocol because they tell us what they want each week to be. So speed and agility one day, back and shoulders the next day. So I'll go in there and I'm like, they want four stations, Two exercises at each station. All right, jungle, do it. And I'm just like, all right, bet. Then I do the workout. I'm like, oh, yeah, they'll love that. Then I move on. And in that time frame, I'm working out and creating the workout. So when it's over, I'm dead, and I know they'll be dead. So they walk in. I'm just like, hey, morning. <laughs> Welcome to the factory. So that's so you, usually. You get your workout in first thing in the morning. Yeah, for the most part. And you come and work out with me like three days a week. Uh, two. Two. <laughs> Yeah, but look, I I will admit that like when we work out, I really try to be nasal as much as possible because I right. know how much like the importance of that. And even when I'm like doing burn and I'm like working out, I really try to emphasize breathing because I've been doing that for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I that could be a reason why like my resting heart rate is pretty low because I had a time frame in my life where when I used to work at Coca Cola. I used to, like, I used to get stressed in there. So, like, I used to have to breathe before, like, I don't know. I just used to want to Kirk out. So I used to always, once I found out putting the tongue on the roof of the mouth and the benefits of just, like, enhancing everything, um, I just got obsessed with that, and it helped me. So I don't know. I just... So I want to come back to about 10 different things that we've touched on yeah, the last Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, but keep going on the life of your, like, or what you do on a daily basis so people get a good idea of, of where you are and what you've got going. Okay. Um, I read frequently now. I, there's four books that kind of solidify belief systems and um, on the health and human performance side. And I've decided to reread these books again this year mm. and um, just kind of really be to know it front to back in a sense to just be able to 
speak it mm-hmm. frequently and be who I say that I'm trying to be in that belief system. Do you so, know those, Do you have those books off the top of your head? Um, yes. So the Mucusless Diet by Darnell Effort. You have Vitamin O by Stephen Krauss. S T E P H E N K R A U S S. You have Earthen. Mm. Which is definitely a topic I want to get into. That his name escapes me. It's oh, a good. it's a yeah. And then well, the last one is Smart Moves by Carla Hannon Ford. H A N N A R D F O R D something like that. Perfect. Well, we can figure that out. Yeah. So those are crazy. So the first one, mucusless diet, I feel is that hierarchy. And I put them in an order I would read them in because the hierarchy to me means if I understand this book first, then some of the things that's in the other book that doesn't uh, quite line up, I I know why because I read that top book. Mm -hmm. So it just trickles down and kind of just solidifies everything from the top to the bottom. And you, you know, going on that, the mucusless diet, you've been vegetarian for how long? Since 2018, January 1st. So more than a year. Yeah. Um, And you're still an incredible athlete. You've got muscles popping out of everywhere. So that's something that I'm I'm trying to work on, man. I've been, I've been trying to eliminate things from my diet, Um, you know, and, and I am eating much less meat than I have been in the past. And I think there's a lot of positive benefits to that. What made you initially go down that route? And then what route are you on now? Let's talk about that afterwards. Being a seeker, I guess. Um, Just wanted to see what it did for you? Yeah. um, I've never been the type to just agree with what someone said. Or, like, I always had to do research. Like, I always had to seek out my own information and validate it myself. So, like, in that seeking, it kind of, like, just changed my perspective when I just started just learning. Just, I guess, that the learn the things that I did learn in school, I learned in, like, YouTube, Google, whatever, and I was more enticed with that than I was with school. Right. So, it felt like that I was yearning that, and I needed that more. So, as I was, I guess, seeking uh, eating habits, like, health, and I always like was thinking people get sick all the time, so why? Mm-hmm. And in that process, like, love for animals started to change because at the beginning, like, I didn't say I didn't care, but it's like I didn't at the same time. Like, if I seen an animal, it was just an animal, but now it's just like I know, okay, you have a soul. Like, I can be more compassionate for animals now. So in doing that, it kind of, like, that in the mixture of videos wild videos it just kind of just I was just like you know what I'm not even like I I would rather not because I'm not even that enticed with me anyway Mm -hmm. so I only like I when I eat chicken I just only would really eat the skin because if you season and like if you season it right like the the chicken and uh, the skin yeah, you mean, can that's, do. It's good, right? <laughs> so, do you miss anything? About- <laughs> um, I mean, maybe meatballs. I don't. It's like I miss the smell of it because okay. my mom used to like. She know I would come. She used to make like fifty, and you know how I be, <laughs> dude. This guy binges <laughs> hard 
as hell. <laughs> so amazing. my mom does like this barbecue meatballs, and she puts it in the crock pot. And right when I get to the house, I'm like, I'm like yes, that's for me. That's for me. <laughs> All fifty <laughs> for me. All right. So you said, and I can choose. Only because I just got introduced to it last year. My first time eating mac and, mac cheese? and cheese was last year. Oh, man. I talk about Chick-fil-A like I'm assuming <laughs> you're about to say you feel about mac and cheese, which is if I just never had it, I'd be yes, fine. Yes, I kn- for sure, for I sure, wouldn't for crave sure, it. For sure. <laughs> yeah. But now that I've had it, it's like, yo, yeah, it's mac crazy. And cheese. <laughs> so it started as you wanting to not be sick and figure out why people are getting sick. So that led you yeah. down to, okay, let's eat, let's eat less meat. Um, you know, a dead animal, I mean, it's dead flesh, and that leads into that next book, which is Vitamin O. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, you, from your point, I've heard you say this before, is why it doesn't make sense for me to put something dead into an alive body. For sure. Right? Yes. And there's no oxygen, there's no... Yeah, life force. There's no life forces left in that. Um, yeah. So, I, I had kind of always thought about that, and I'm like, huh, no shit. Yeah, you know, that... Yeah. In a way that does make sense to me as well. Um, what about the vi- what about vitamin O in that book in particular kind of helped to guide your path? Does that kind of tie into mm. what you intuitively did at Coca-Cola, just breathing deeply when you were stressed out? No, vitamin O is more so um, very uh, detailed. Like, you really wouldn't need to read that book unless you really wanted to know about cells and DNA and things like that. Cool. But it has pinpoints in that book that are like gems like um every single disease comes from lack of oxygen in quotes like ooh, boom i need that right but like in between it has like red blood cells blah, 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 blah. like the like the average person would just want the gems and right. not want to read that but if you were really like in the anatomy and the things like that you would like that book mm-hmm. but um mucusless diet to me is more digestible mm-hmm. and uh, it gets straight to the point um, so mucusless diet talks about being uh, an air gas engine and um, being fueled solely off oxygen and vitamin O tells me that 90% of the energy is from oxygen 10% is from food so boom I tied that together so then mucusless diet talks about nature and then the earthen book talks about nature and how all sin is the sin against nature and diseases formulate from that I'm like, ooh, all right, put all it together. And then Smart Moves just kind of talks about the way um, they raised the the literacy rate in Denmark, I think it's 100. So the way that they uh, upbring their children and the way that we do here is completely different. Mm -hmm. So they kind of, or she explains how the brain develops and it's certain, like, diseases mentally that can be cured from nature too. So then it's like nature... Everything ties together, so that's why I'm kind of like rereading them all and just trying to put jungle around that. Yeah, that's kind of it's incredibly thoughtful and introspective, um, and aware, and aware, both self-aware yeah. but also <laughs> yeah. outwardly. I mean, for sure, for sure. Yeah. With earthing in particular, you sleep in a hammock on an earthing mat. Yes. Very yes. Um, Both of us wear whoop. And we've talked about Whoop. We actually have a podcast on Whoop called Whoop. It's really great. Uh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, we, so I've been tracking my sleep and 
rest and deep sleep and heart rate variability and et cetera for a long time, That's over a year. And uh, I recently, over the past two weeks or so, started sleeping with an earthing mat as well. Yes. And I have seen my numbers get drastically better. I kid you not. It's some weird hippie shit, but it is it is real and, and this is some real life stuff. And, you know, before, I mean, and think about the term, you know, from the 60s and 70s, you know, people used to call hippies tree huggers. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and yes. a tree is literally grounded into the earth. And if you put your contact and you go and you hug a tree, <laughs> like you are connecting with that, that negative yeah. ion energy of the earth. Yeah. And, and especially these days, given all the Wi-Fi and the cell phones and the microwaves and the radio waves and the high frequency waves, I mean, all these things are permeating and infiltrating our entire system these electromagnetic frequencies leaving us positively charged. And so by sleeping on this mat, I have found myself to be like, I don't have that, like that buzz feeling. I don't have that like yeah. type feeling all the time anymore. Like I wake up in the morning and I actually feel refreshed and I've changed nothing other than plugging this fucking mat into the, the outlet <laughs> and sticking my legs on it at night. And it's wild. Um, so how did you get to sleeping in a hammock? Because I think this is going to talk about some things that I really want to talk about as well. So tell the story about how you got okay. to Dave wants a hammock, and he wants <laughs> you to sell but it to him. It really goes deep. So how far yeah. back? Deep, man. All right, Go back so, to day one. Um, injury is the reason why I got yeah. the hammock. All right, so. What happened when you were a kid? Yes. So right when I was a child. I ended up getting on top of a dugout in middle school, and I was attempting to do a backflip. Because, you know, whatever. Ego. Just ego. Yeah, so I was going to do a backflip, and I was I like, yawned, you know, she yawned back, so nah. I was like, backflip time. <laughs> yes, that's so funny. Uh, <laughs> attempted to do the backflip, but I was like, you know what? That ain't, nah, that's not my thing. So you bailed halfway? I bailed, and then I slipped and fell getting down and landed on my tailbone. No. Right? Right? I thought you were saying you bailed in the air, and I was like, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. Not in the air. So I hit my tailbone. Right from that moment, I was like, something ain't right. But I lived my life. So through school, I used to always twist and turn, like, in my seat. That was just, that became the new normal. And I guess subconsciously, I didn't know that was becoming a new normal. So I'm just like, I have to do it every time I get in class. I'm just like, mm. boom, boom. Like, like, yes. Pop in the back. And yeah, <laughs> working for that. But come to find out later, like, twisting helps that. So I was like, Whew. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I continue on through life as, like, in high school. I can't even do the Cobra stretch. And I'm thinking, like, at the end of football practice, we stretch. And we get into that Cobra. I'm like, I, like, I can't even get... Uh, but you know, stretching ain't really my thing. It's like whatever. And this is sixteen, seventeen, eighteen year old jungle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I end up doing long jump, or yeah, running track, doing long jump, and just kind of putting a lot of stress on like my back. So I used to always just like I don't know, just wiggle around. I used to pop pills like Advil just just to get through some crazy shit sometimes. But um, as it progressed, 
I ended up, you know, going to school. And then when I left school or left Ole Miss and came back, I ended up getting a job, um, multiple jobs, like in the warehouse, though. So my life outside of what I really wanted to do has always been in the warehouse. And I was always a picker, like someone who has a machine that they operate and it looks like a buggy in a way, like a, a chopped off buggy with forks on the end and you and you drive off and you pick up stuff and you scan and you place it on things and you wrap it and you bring it somewhere like I was just a good athlete so I'm zooming like through my whole 2021 20, or yeah 2021 20, like I'm young so I'm like give me I'm getting bread but at the same time my back is like killing me and I don't know like what was going on, I just kind of just went with it. Did you have to leave uh, school because of that injury, or was it a different injury? No, it was a different, what? it was a hamstring injury. Hamstring? Yeah, so that that came, remind me to go back, but that hamstring injury came from um, me just not taking complete care of it and not understanding my body. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just got worse over time because, like I said, I did walk on at Ole Miss, but... I didn't think they would allow me to get into school if they knew I was injured already. Mm-hmm. And it was in, like, mm-hmm. vital, we was, like, regionals, uh, states, and the national. So throughout that whole course, I was, like, still partially hurt. So this is when, like, the man, I was just popping pills just to try to get through. And from then, like, school wasn't that far away. I didn't really know how to rehab it like that. So when I got there, I tried doing as things progressed there, it got worse. So, like, I just didn't know what to do or, mm-hmm. or how to fix it. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as the spine, my job before last, so before Coca-Cola, I worked at a place called Rock 10. It's called West Rock now. And I was, uh, it's like a corrugator machine, and they do, like, cardboard. And um, I used to run a corrugator belt, but I got switched to do the forklift. So there's a... On night shift, there was my supervisor, and he was, I didn't see him, though. But from the report, he came out of the trailer, backed out of the trailer, while I'm waiting on the corrugator to bring me a pallet for me to scoop and swing around and put in the trailer. So as I'm waiting, I get hit by him, like, because he's in a forklift, and he's assuming he's just like... Yeah. And I come to find out, like, before I already knew, like, he he's had, like, history of hitting people before. But because he's in the union, whatever the case was, it was things that was, like, going on. So, um... Are I you did, outside of a machine, or are you, in, are you like, I'm, in your I'm buggy? In, yeah, so okay. I'm in my buggy. And I could, like, if I stuck my hand out, he would have hit it. So it was like, boom! And right. I was like... Like, because I'm already, like, nobody really knows that I'm already, like, still Hurting. dealing with shit. So, yeah. it's like, I was like, nah, I'm good. I guess because I just feel like I can deal with anything. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, you know what, nah, I'm not really that good. So, I ended up going to Concentra, which is, like, their medical doctor. Mm-hmm. And um, they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. Ended up being another lady from a different Concentra came in and examined me and told me that I had a lag in my multifidus muscle, uh, which is like one of the muscles you have too, so it stabilizes the spine. And um, 
one of mine was lagging so like it'll go like and then this one will come instead of just like this so she was giving me exercises to like kind of get me to uh, fire them at the same time so one one muscle was firing before the other and that was causing issues yeah okay for sure um and then from that she left and they released me but i didn't know like all right so i have a lag but she can't help me because she ain't like she's not from here Mm-hmm. but y'all couldn't figure it out. So it was like, they released me. I went back to work. Um, that next day I got in a car accident. Yeah, the day that I got released, that next day I got in a car accident. So um, after that, my my back was like, yo, I don't know what, what you- you're doing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but stop. But something, like, something has to give, like, so I'm like, yo, this is telling me, one, this, like, the way I'm living isn't right, like, and I'm in this warehouse, so I gotta still try to do something, like, I, the only thing I know is filming or fitness, so I'm really good at fitness. If I can heal myself, I can heal everyone. Like, in my head, I'm like, because I'm not going to not be able to, like, walk. like And, and you couldn't lay down on Exactly, your or yeah. On your stomach, so there was right? a point in time where I was laying down, and I can't. So this was impossible. Like, I couldn't relax and just lay Flying flat on my flat. back. And I couldn't lay flat on my belly. Like, this was a no-go. Like, I couldn't do none of that. So I used to, like, sleep, like... Like that, just like a, it's a yeah. fetal, but like your upper body is flat on the ground, so it's like a twisted fetal yeah. position. And it, it used so to kill me. Is this before? So that injury happened at a company before Coca Cola. You get in the car accident. You work. Are you working at Coca Cola? And then I have to work at Coca Cola. Okay. After that, so like, what? How I lost a job is I was trying to sue them, and you have to quit to sue them. So. Right. Um, I ended up getting a car accident, and they blamed the car accident on everything, so I couldn't, like... So, then I have to get a job because I'm dealing with real-world life like everyone else. So, I get on... I really wish I had that film. His hands were up by his face, and he did, like, this, like, circle shrug, like, I'm dealing with real-world life, like, as he's circling. Yes. So, then I'm I'm dealing with, like, Coca-Cola, and I'm a picker, so I'm... And I got these big boots on, and it's, like... I hate boots. Like, <laughs> I hate shoes that are heavy. Yeah, restrict your movement. Oh, my gosh. We'll talk about Candace later. And it's we like, <laughs> boom, boom, clocks on. And, I'm, and they are so, you know how jobs can be. So quotas have to be met. Like, they tracking you and, like, just a whole lot of just wild stuff that ain't supposed to be going on. And uh, it's just, I just, just say, yo. I quit, like, mm-hmm. I quit. I can't do this no more. Yeah. And I just took that risk. Yeah. I got my first two certifications that wasn't even going to deem me, like, a job job. Like, I got certified in original strength because that's how the beginning stages of healing my spine occurred. So original strength is uh, just pretty much talks about brain development of children and how their movement patterns came upon coming out of the womb so like head nods rolling rocking crawling and then in that how you rehab or regenerate rewire the system so if 
the power source to your laptop or something was out of whack, you would cut it off, p- plug it back in, and essentially it would reboot itself. Mm-hmm. So that is the ideology of rebooting your system, rocking, crawling, doing head nods, all the things that you did to become mobile, you redo again. And it's like, prime example, when I give people to bear crawl properly, they can't do it for long periods. But a child loves it, like, monkey bars swinging, we lo- use it or lose it. Yeah. So um, and, it, and it's the, it's neuroplasticity, too. It's your yeah, brain's it's ability to rewire and regenerate. Rewire and regenerate. Yeah. So you quit Coca-Cola, your back is killing you, you're like, I need to A, make money to be able to live, and B, I need to be able to fix my back to be able to live. Yeah. So yeah. did you find that certification in hopes of rehabbing yourself, or did you rehab yourself, and then you found a cert that was similar to what you were doing? I came across the owner because I used to crawl a lot, and I didn't know if anyone did that like as I did and believed that crawling was really good. So I used to just research crawling, and he used to always pop up every time. I was like, why is he always popping up? So I finally click on him, and I just read it, and from there I'm like, all right. I bought his book, and then after I bought his book, I read it, and then I emailed him and I was like uh, I was just asking him questions and he responded and I was like what holy shit (laughs) so I was like all right bet so the first thing I'm gonna do is take one of your classes and I did and I loved it and I took the second one and got my coaching so I can host a workshop for it now and um, in that I am slowly he's teaching me things that I didn't know like obviously but crawling is what I what led me to him but as I'm doing like his baby movements, I'm like, yes, I've been needing this. And I just continue to do that. And my back slowly started to regenerate and rewire itself. Um, and then I had to make a few lifestyle changes, like he mentioned with the hammock, uh, doing a little research and the hammock being the, the resemble of the mother's womb. Just cradles you. Yeah, just yeah. cradles you. And... Was that about the time that you were taking these classes that yeah. you found out about the hammock? Yeah, all of those. Um, How long the grounding mat in there? Um, probably twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. I have to really think. I feel like these years are like tying together. <laughs> I was gonna say, you, I was like, you've been sleeping in the hammock, and yeah. how? And how's it back now? I have my moments, my days. Like the other day, it was killing me. Like. Like, I have to physically lay down and kind of just, like, twist and just, like, just talk to myself, really. It's more so, like, when I have those moments, it's very meditative, I think. And I have to really calm myself because, I don't know, I just feel like self-talk is really important. Yeah. So, um, it happens frequently, like, maybe once or twice out the week. I mean, it used to happen all the time, and I used to have sciatica. I don't have that no more, so... And you, uh, you mentioned you hang a lot, like upside down. And, yeah, you know, a trapeze. You, yeah, trapeze, and yeah. you get off of that and like, yes, have to walk your like oh yes, tiniest little movement. It does it when I dead hang too. Yeah. So anytime that I decompress the spine and I let gravity kind of do its thing for a long period of time, when I step, the initial pressure of any sensation when I come down back on gravity sends like this crazy shock of nerves or something in my lower back 
to the point where I can't stand. And I have to immediately drop to the floor and allow whatever's happening to happen so I can get up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I do have a, a bone spur down there now. And, um, I could be poking on something. And... Yeah. And it's not sure because Wolf's Law would say that I'm gaining something. Like something's happening from the stress so I'm getting that's the I guess. Getting stronger because of that bone spur, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, I'm just reformulating a different bone structure. So I don't know, like, what that means. Like I was telling you, as far as, like, twisting and... Oh, I'll, yeah, you remember. So when I... On the trapeze, there's this move, and I lean... I lean... Maybe you can help me. I lean back, and I reach back for my feet behind me. So mm -hmm. it's like... So it's, it's upside-down right? wheel. Okay, or bow. Yeah. Okay, either. yeah. So, it's either upside down bound wheel or bow. Yeah, so when I'm in that bow, I really close my eyes and do these breathing exercises, some of which I got from Dave. And in these moments, I have this baby crack that happens. Like, um, not all the time, but when I'm really, like, zoned out, it'll be like... And... <laughs> That noise is like, it doesn't freak me out, but sometimes it freaks me out. And, <laughs> but the next day, I feel great. Like, so I'm trying to figure out, I, like, I see clitoris and I know that, like, the spine can do these things. So I try not to be fearful of what can happen when, like, I'm overly stretching because I do, like, I don't really know if I understand what pain is, like, and, be, and to be hurt. I, I don't know, like, to be honest. So when I be testing my limits, I'm not sure what that physically looks like to, like, yeah, I don't know. So, but I, I feel great. I can, <laughs> but it feels I can kind of relate to what you're talking about. I've been working on a bunch of stuff recently, and there was one moment a couple of days ago where I was on my mat, and I had a thought. Where I was like, you have to control your breathing right now because you're by yourself. And if you break your back and you're by yourself, you're going to have some issues because your phone is not near you. Because I don't keep my phone with me when I'm doing like, medi like yeah. you know, thinking, breathing, stretching. Um, and truly, it was this little scary moment where I was like, Ooh. <laughs> like how far is too far? Don't freak out or else you'll definitely freak out. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to end the episode that though. <laughs> it doesn't freak me out, but it freaks me out. <laughs> but sometimes sure. it freaks me out. Um, so to go all the way back to all the other questions that we talked about. Yes. Um, where am I at now as far as eating? I'm working on being a fruitarian. Mm -hmm. That is kind of the the end goal. Eighty, I would say eighty percent fruit, twenty percent vegetables, and just blend it together. If I could, in a perfect world, I would only drink my food. Mm -hmm. In the perfect world. And you've done a seven-day fast. A six-day fast. Six-day fast, all water? All water. Yeah. Whoa. I did a three-day fast. This was when I was working at... This was when I was working at um, West Rock. And I just... I felt like I needed to do something. Like, I don't know. What What was your biggest takeaway from that? From fasting? Yeah. For that, for that period of time. Because, I mean, dude, 72 hours, it was way easier than I thought it was going to be. The last six or seven hours fucking sucked. 
but I think that was only because I was like waiting and anticipating for food. And so I feel like if I had pushed it further and I knew that it was like, you know, it wasn't just in five hours and now four hours, and now three hours, now two hours I get to eat. Oh, this is so hard. You know, like if I had continued going, I don't think that last day would have been as bad. So what does, what does double that look like? Like, um, what did you take away from that? It's kind of a, a cycle of feelings. Mm-hmm. So I only know, I guess, from my experience of six days, but from what I've read about other days, the six day, it makes sense. So it's certain days where obstruction goes through the body mm-hmm. and it's certain days where it doesn't. So not doesn't, but the amount of mucus that's in the bloodstream is less at certain times than others. So the more feverish your body is the more you feel like shit and then it's certain days in your fast world where you feel like shit because you have more obstruction that nature's trying to get out of you and certain days you feel great exactly yeah yeah so it's it's a cycle of the cleansing process Mm -hmm. so it's you will always feel like shit in certain days you will always feel great in certain days um it's just more so so you have plans to do a further fast down the road or is that something you're going to go back to or are you done with fasting for a while or what no i uh i personally plan on fasting i want to just fast for as long as i think spiritually i need to Mm -hmm. so there's really no um specific type of um date or endurance time that i want to fast for but Mm -hmm. i definitely want to i minimally fast for 10 days and whatever happens from there i just let it ride um, it's that that'll be a a while from now though. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I really want an enriched environment to do some of the the real things that I want to do comes with an enriched environment that I'm not currently in. Sure. So yeah. uh, I just gotta. I think Deal all with. of us can identify with that. Yeah, you know, like so. there's, yeah. you gotta get, get to. Back to this motion. <laughs> the real world. <laughs> the real world. So. Yeah, we're recording in a closet. So, yes. <laughs> you know, we're, we're getting there. Yeah. We're chipping away. Um, Something else, really quickly, if we could touch on um, eggs. Yeah. You don't eat eggs. I don't eat eggs. Do I've never know? eaten eggs, though. Okay. Yeah. I've, like, dairy, I've never really. Okay, so cereal, I used to crush cereal, though. And like when you say crush cereal, you're talking boxes. I was about to be like, <laughs> just I was like I know, is this, this is not like a cinnamon, twice a day thing. This is, this is cinnamon like twist status? cinnamon twist to- status. This cinnamon toast status. This is cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> but they, it used to be something called French toast crunch. Oh, yeah, but they brung it back out. Shut up. Oh, my gosh. Oh, shoot. Mm. All right, so Twix. I meant uh, tricks. Tricks. You said Twix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you... I, uh, <laughs> Jungle loves Twix. Yes. Uh, Captain Crunch. Yep. I just pictured Twix in a bowl <laughs> with milk. So come, on, on my come up, I've got two little sisters, and it was always like, who can get to the pantry after mom got home first? to get the box of cereal or like gushers or whatever it is to try to eat all of them or hide them or like I'd go in and I'd like pour out the whole I was such a dick i pour out the whole box of Lucky Charms in a big mixing bowl like one of those KitchenAid mixing bowls and I would pick out all of the marshmallows 
and I would eat a bowl of marshmallows and pour the rest back in. Sans marshmallows for my sisters to pull out. You know what's hilarious? So that's funny. Is we would have got along so well because I don't eat the marshmallows. What? And in Lucky Charms, I love the cereal. I don't Lucky like Lucky Charms. I don't like the marshmallows. I like the marshmallows. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's all about. But that's the worst, that's the most savage brother move I've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah. Like, your poor sisters. Well, they got me back. Uh, one of their favorite ones was pouring fucking sugar into my protein powder. <laughs> yeah, I remember this story. <laughs> and they are heroes. They yeah. are heroes. They dump like, yeah. like a full Why container. are my gains not there? <laughs> what they didn't know <laughs> was it was helping me. Sugar. It was helping me. <laughs> I needed the calories. (laughs) Thank you, sisters. Um, Okay. So no eggs. No. No eggs. Okay. For anybody out there who is like a vegetarian, on the verge of vegan, or is getting a lot of their protein from eggs. David. Any any. Uh, words of wisdom or things that they could maybe think about as alternatives or I'm covering my ears um, I mean there's a lot I could I guess touch on but um, I would just touch on just the um, morale side of it um, as terms of like how it's being done mm-hmm. versus why you're eating it okay. and I will want to flip the script and say like if the things that happen to animals happen to us, if the animals were the hierarchy and we were the food, mm. how would like you feel about a cow coming in and taking Dave, your brother, and fertilizing? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's there are levels to that it. example. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. And it 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 really gets na- like it could really get nasty. So. In that sense, um, that's one. Another is, it's a byproduct, so the protein is from the plants that's getting eaten from the cow. So, if you really want protein, just get plants, and that's the byproduct. Like the cow is the byproduct, so um, if you don't want watered down protein, just get the plant. Um, and the other thing is. How I, oh, this is what I tell women. Um, So, as far as, like, breastfeeding children goes, you would never breastfeed a cow with your milk. Like, you would never give your milk in hopes that the cow would be nutritionist or, like, have nutritional value. So, what makes you think that you taking it from this mother or even how it's being done? And you ingest it and think that it's going to... The other thing, you posted something that piqued my interest the other day that said that uh, breast milk or human's milk has the least amount of protein of any tested milk out there. Including rat milk. Yeah, rat milk, ostrich milk, (laughs) cow milk, whatever it is. Um, Yeah. Really wondering how I pulled ostrich out of that list of three three animals, <laughs> but um, yeah, so, so that was really interesting as well because coming from like the strength conditioning world and coming from the powerlifting world and you know being in the bodybuilding world and all that yeah. thing, it's, it's protein. The macros you know? world. Macros, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I know that it's so incredibly valuable 
in many ways, but it might not be as necessary as some people make it out to be um, because you probably won't get a ton of protein on it. 80% fruit and 20% vegetable diet, For sure. but you're still able to do backflips and have, you know, yeah. 4% body fat and be yeah. yoked as shit. So. And have <laughs> enough energy to wake up at 3 a.m. after five For hours sure. of sleep. Teach eight classes a day and et cetera, you know, so I mean, there's got to be something to that. Um, cool. Yeah, very interesting. Thank you. I just thought yeah. that that could yeah. be a perspective some people might be interested in. Sure. Um, but something else we wanted to chat about is just the come up. Right? I mean, now you're crushing it over at Burn Boot Camp. Yes. And that job. And you're it. you're their head trainer. Yes. Yeah, so um, I run a facility called Burn Boot Camp. It's an all-women's facility. Uh, it's a place where like-minded, like-minded individuals come together. And, you know, we get mentally fit, physically, emotionally, and, fit, and spiritually fit as well. So my job is creating that community and building that morale. Um, and also teaching people my mythology but also not um, pushing it on them either mm-hmm. so it's very hard to believe the things that, that I believe and be in a, a gym like that that has hundreds of women who go see doctors who go and get advice from other people whose daughters do this and they come and they seek nutritional advice but in the back of their head they already kind of think they know Mm-hmm. Just like I think I know, mm-hmm. so it's it's a it's kind of like it's hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but my job is to come with the books, come with like it's I I don't want it to be me. Phys- it's like I'm just the voice of what I'm getting. So if right. I can show you where I'm getting it from, then maybe that can solidify more things than I could. Yeah. Um, and you're you're kind of molding together, and maybe much of it is unintentional, you know, because I kind of harken back to what you said with, you know, when you were at Coca-Cola, you just were tweaked out. You needed to just breathe. Yeah. And a lot of that is just natural, you know, but a lot of what you do and talk about is, you know, basic movements. It's breathing well. It's yeah. grounding. It's walking around barefoot. It's yes. crawling. It's these yes. things that, you know, very are primitive. very primitive and very... You know, if we're dividing up the globe, very Eastern, I guess. You yeah, know, and it's yeah. not take a pill for this symptom or hey, yeah. bud, sorry, you're never gonna just gonna never walk again. Or here's yeah. some oxycodones, and sure. you know, um, you're not really going down that particular route. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I can imagine that with a lot of people, especially given the location that you're in, you know, yeah. that's probably a tough conversation a lot of times is to how do you mold who you are to the population of burn and kind of bring these people, you know, on board, uh, on board with yeah. some, maybe some things that aren't things. necessarily yeah, life changing things, yeah, life changing things that aren't necessarily top of mind or, f- you know, front subject on. Yeah. I've heard us described as progressive before or, you know, practitioners or spiritual, um, and what you're doing but what you're saying and which I think is important for everyone to hear is you know check out these four books yeah you know check out the the science behind what you know somebody would think it's like pseudo in Mm -hmm. a sense um so that was was my my sister got me this earthing mat because she always jokes and she'll get me something that she calls pseudoscience 
for Christmas every year. And she was like, I, I thought you'd like this. It's some weird pseudoscience shit. And this is coming from a vegan, from a 15-year vegan. She's been vegan since she was 11 years old. Yeah. Right? And she's I have like, a quote about that. You got to remind me. Yeah, I'll remind you. But she, she doesn't believe that. I would probably say three months ago, I wouldn't have believed it. Um, I'm just picturing it. Christmas morning, Dave opening up, being like, "A grounding mat! Yeah, I was so... How did you know?" And she was like, "Well, I got you that pseudoscience shit," and you're like, "That's what I wanted." My dad's like, "You guys are idiots." Man. I bet your dad's like, "How much was that?" Right. Um, but no, I mean, it's 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 stuff that like when you dive in and when you really think about it, and when you really are as when you are as introspective as you are, and when you spend the time with yourself that you spend, and when you really think about the whys behind things like a lot of this stuff that is maybe hippie or out there or pseudo or you know woo woo I mean it makes a ton of sense it makes a ton of sense and a lot of things are you know that maybe don't necessarily make sense from a science or a western world like it's maybe just because we haven't figured it out yet yeah. or maybe people used to know it and now we're clouded mm -hmm. by our modern life you know so things like going outside I mean I, I've got a a I've been doing a lot of research on sight and vision and light and how yeah. those things interact with one another recently. Um, and, you know, it's it's really terrible what what we're <laughs> living under, like these... <laughs> these circumstances. Yeah, I mean, it it, it's like difficult. modern life has done incredible things and amazing things, but it's also like... At the detriment of the natural yes, resources. Big time. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it is messing us up in many ways that a lot of us aren't aware, aware of. Like, a lot of us are aware now that, like, wow, we shouldn't really be eating Twinkies. Like, maybe I didn't think about that before, but now I realize that, you know, yeah. trans fats are bad or, yeah. you know, these, like, kind of big top-level things. And they're not really diving into, like, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't be staring at my phone or maybe I shouldn't have my phone yeah. on why my Wi-Fi router by my bed. Maybe I should go stand outside and put my feet in the ground. Maybe yeah. I really need to yeah. see the sun. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that we aren't doing that, think really matter definitely you're doing an awesome job of bringing those two people's attention thank you yeah cheers appreciate yeah. it i think so too um something that i'm interested in hearing about is your personal goals going forward like one-year goals or five-year goals whatever it is you know be it physical spiritual intellectual anything mm -hmm. boy well I was always told if your dreams didn't scare you, then they wasn't big enough. So you've got impossible is nothing tattooed on your bicep. Yes. So. Um, so yo, this could go so many different directions, <laughs> but uh, let's let's try to speak it. All right, so existence. Right now, my goal for this year is to kind of do more things that I like to do as far as hobbies is concerned and be instilled in one tradition. Not to be grounded in that tradition, but to have a, a grounded movement platform. So, like, I'm really... Um, I move based off of all the things that I see and I'm just creative enough to innovate it and just kind of be me in that. But I also want to be like I said solid in Brazilian martial arts which is capital era it's like Brazilian martial arts and um, it's a very swifty movement uh, type of flow and I really think 
my soul resonates with that the most. And throughout the years and the years to come, like that is going to be something that I always attach to. Um, so that's one of the things that I want to do this year. Um, also, personally, yoga, just do more yoga, rock climb. I want to I wanna chop down a, a tree. I always want to do that. Just on some old man stuff. Uh, I want to hike mountains. I've never been up a mountain before. I just want to just test myself. I, like, even though I feel like I test myself all the time, but I really don't feel like like I've tested myself. That's wild. Yeah. Like, just from, like, watching your videos and stuff. Like, y'all have to check them out. What's your Instagram handle? Uh, Jungle Meets World. Jungle I'll, Meets World. How long is it going to be Jungle Meets World? Well, I really want it to be Jungle Gems, but it got taken. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Jungle Meets World, I really like that for the simple fact of, like, Jungle Meet in the world, the people that I interact with. Um, but I also like Jungle Gems, too. So I, those are, if I'm going to change it again, it'll probably be one of those two if they end up leaving. We'll be reposting him always, so you can just continue to follow GS Nation. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I guess I really identify with not, like, put, trying to find the limits of yourself, you yeah. know? I mean... Like you said, you don't know pain. I think you do know pain. You know pain very well. You're, you're, not only from a physical pain, but I think there are aspects of, you know, your your upbringing that, from what you've told me, are other aspects of pain. And you know, there are things with, you know, your back and your injuries and the movement you put yourself through and different things that that you go through. Like you know pain very well. Yeah. You don't know necessarily like what's the most you can take. Gotcha. You know, but I mean, yeah. like I think you've got a yeah okay. pretty solid foundation yeah. of that. I All mean, right. like I've ran like a ran a 50 mile race and it was really fucking hard and it was the most pain I've ever been in but at no point was I ever like oh my god I can't do this I can't walk anymore I'm done I quit right right so like I I'm interested also kind of in seeking that you know like yeah it's a endorphin so like I get a like a, a natural high trying to figure out my limits yeah and um, physically like because mentally you know you can hold on and grasp on to so much more when that mental clout is away. Mm -hmm. So my aspirations is to figure out how, like, how tough are you really? Like, I know I've done all these things, but, like, how, like, when it's hot, when it's cold, when it's raining, when it's snow, like, how, like, ready are you? Mm -hmm. And that's how I'm trying to, like, live in a sense. So not even just with fitness, with, like, weaponry, with anything that's, holistically beneficial for my well-being i just want to be nice at it like cia level in anything <laughs> like that's what i want I, like and i want to be away from everything yeah and just kind of be secluded um spiritual goals that comes with being in an enriched environment so i want eco-friendly away from everything i can see like trees i want a lion like I want all type of stuff. Like <laughs> it, it goes crazy. I, I, a dog, nah. I want a panther. I want a lion. I want a gorilla. Like I want these these animals around, and I want to be able to put myself in a situation to love animals the way I feel like I was supposed to be anyway. Like having domain over animals, not in the sense of eating them, but in the sense of just being Mushroom. one with yeah, like a Tarzan so, style thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the guy Tarzan. I don't know if you, the real, I think it's called the real Tarzan. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, 
have aspirations of network stations. So creating my own network station and having my children be a part of the network station instead of watching the TV. Mm. So if I can create, yeah, if I can create it or when I create it, um, they won't have to seek out for it. And you had, you uh, you almost went to film school, right? Almost, yes. Um, Before I went to Ole Miss, I got accepted in New York Film Academy, which is a film school that was based in New York, but they spread out across the coast and went abroad as well. So one of the locations that I went to get accepted at was in um, California in the studio, Orlando. I think it's Universal Studios, yes. Mm -hmm. So in order to get in there, you send them a script. And at this time, I was like 17, 16. And to this day, I still have all those scripts. And I used to write, ironically. My first one was called 311. Didn't know, though. Like Wow. Yeah, so... Um, ended up writing just like TV shows and stuff, just venting. And I would just vent about my life. And I amplified my response to it. And from that, I created stories. And then I had my best friends who had their own personal things that they were dealing with. And I amplified what their response would be and created stories based off of that. Changed the names of the characters. And that was kind of like something that I loved doing. And it just kept me away from things. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that, I have that instilled passion of like creating network stations and doing filming. And my brother, he does um, videography and photography. So he's on the path and we'll link when everything's yeah, right. He's incredibly talented. Yeah. I just saw that thing you posted the other day up from him. And yeah. Very, he's very talented. For sure. Um, for sure. You know, and I think that, that that's a really, like you had to be very conscious from a very young age. Were you... Were you intentionally keeping yourself out of things, or were you like, mm. like, was that a thought process that went through your head? No, I I think my mother is the one that kind of brought things to my attention because she moved me from places. Mm-hmm. So like, I have a few. Well, if we want to go there. I have like brothers and sisters that I don't know about because of my biological father's side and his experiences with women led to multiple children so in that you know it's brothers and sisters that I don't know and on the other side of that I do have brothers that are consider me my full blood full blood brothers so they are I have four of them and two of them is incarcerated and two of them is out and from that they got incarcerated from something that they did in the past and in the past I was young and when I was young, this is when my mom was taking care of me. So the situations and environments that they were in, my mom tried to move me out of. Mm. So in the sense of moving me out of, I'm the youngest, so I have to see what things I was an observer. Mm-hmm. So like, I was always taught to not speak first. So I just always used to, which, because I'm a Virgo, I have a throat chakra and I'm supposed to speak, which ended up making that me yeah bit you in the ass a little bit yeah so <laughs> you might have gotten whooped a couple times yeah. <laughs> uh, but well, also yeah. just feeling conflicted all the time because you yeah. weren't being true to who you were for yeah. sure um so yeah my mom kind of brought that to my attention first and um from there i just kind of went up yeah and so you use your writing as your voice yes the um, scripts yeah my i vent i'm when I mentioned like me not being like me having that Virgo, that throat shocker, not being able to speak because I felt like I couldn't speak, 
I got it. I got my thoughts and my things that I couldn't opinionate because I, I just, I don't know. Like the way I was raised, it was just so hard to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I expressed it on me instead because I didn't know how else to do it. Through your tattoos. Yes. So every tattoo has a story behind it. And it's just pretty much my upbringing, my lifestyle, and my whole enchilada. I think I just saw one I hadn't seen before on your hand. Does that say self-made? Yeah. So it's a four-part tattoo. So if I was ever... It was self-made musically because at first I was into the music. So if I was going to be self-made, it was going to be musically because I'm musically creative, but I'm also creative. And I'm self-made because I'm creative. And a creative genius mm-hmm. is on the end and it can all intertwine. What's so. your favorite tattoo? Or what's the one that means the most to you? Maybe those are different ones. I don't know. Um... Hard to, hard to say. I would say that's like, kind of saying, what song? What's your favorite song? Because at certain moments, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I can definitely. Well, the first one is forty, so this is my best friend, and to him he is my brother, and um, he was kind of the. I got to see the nature side from him because he was in the woods mm-hmm. and he was a white guy woods zip lines like i was in heaven in a sense mm-hmm. but it was like i was also like dealing with like bugs i was like it was just a lot of shit like <laughs> like i don't like i really don't like it Cold but i like hot. it yeah like it's a lot of shit going on and then <laughs> his family i'm like, being out of here what the fuck is that bug <laughs> That I, I, now I, I'm actually <laughs> seeing you like problem solving and just like climbing motherfucking trees, being yeah, like, "Bugs, like, come get me now!" Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, his parents more on the uh, vocal side in the sense of like freedom. Mm-hmm. I didn't have freedom. Like, I get beat like doing shit. Like, as far as like you don't talk back. Like, that's not that don't happen. But like over there is a little different. Like drinking. Like occasions over here like it's just it was a completely different lifestyle and i was like oh, you know i like this one over here <laughs> so but in hey, Ma, gro- i'm gonna go to uh billy's house <laughs> but in growing like in like growing up with him i learned a lot about like racism and just dealing with that off the strength of the love that i have for him personally so it is like i was battling a lot of like stereotypes battling just being a black person and then having a, a white best friend and I'm sticking with him no matter what like his family issues like me and them having issues growing up and then just like other people and I'm going to a, a white school now because my mom moved me and that's how I met him and then I'm dealing with like all of the things that come there mm-hmm. like that happens from being in Stonewall Jackson Rebels and then going to Lee Davis Confederates and me trying to have a successful experience when it comes to sports and athletics when I, it's hard. Yeah. So, um, and through that, like, he was always my, my ace through everything. And he understood racism and eliminated certain things because of that. Mm-hmm. And in that, like, from him, I know white people are good, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it started from him and it started at a young age because my brothers had a different perspective growing up when they was wherever they was doing sure. all that. So it's just all of a, it's like a learning, everything's a learning process. So, um, 
So was that yeah. that forty that's tattoo? 40. Was that the first one you got? No, nah, that's me that's and him got the same him. tattoo. Yeah, yeah. So we got it in the same spot. Um, we went and got it. I used to live in Pebble Creek in Mechanicsville, and there was like this lady on the other end in the shed, and we just got that done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's this it. was later though. After I got, I got a lot of tattoos in college, but. Um, I mean, I have a, yeah, I got a few, like, that's covered up. I only got one that's covered up. But my first tattoo, I got when I was 16, and I had to hide it from my mom for, like, two years. I had two tattoos, but she found out anyway, but she didn't tell me. What about that one? The great. Yeah, that's, that's probably that's my favorite one. The best Actually, tattoo I've ever seen. Actually, I would dude. say, that, uh, it's two, okay. So I have one that's on my ribs. I mean, my gut is good. Ah, damn. All right, so... <laughs> you got a lot of good ink. <laughs> so uh, I have one that say, if you look at my people, you'll see good there. So that kind of speaks upon, like, the perception of just people in general and then my people in general. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I have a brother that's incarcerated, but if you really look at them, they are good people. So, like, getting rid of all that and just focusing on the soul and the human being. Mm-hmm. So I, that was more so personal. Mm-hmm. Um the great, I got that because I know what I have to be. And I always want, the like, if I never met you and you was to see me, that was the first thing you'll see, usually, if not the eyes or the feet. You'll, boom, it's right there. So, like, before you met me, you'll know I was great. And then if I have children, when I have children, they're going to ask, Dad, what does great mean? And I'm like, like and you're going to live through that because it's through me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's yeah. so amazing to me. I just got goosebumps because, like, you have to believe it before it can happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have to like, like you have to speak it. You have to believe it. You have to know it before yeah. you can be it. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people struggle with is self-confidence and, you know, stepping into their own. And, you know, I mean, I know that that's something I've struggled with for a long time and, and having that message that you portray not only to the rest of the world, but to yourself. I mean, it's, one of the first things you see every day, I would imagine, you know, and like, yeah, yeah, when I look in the mirror, yeah, yeah, you know, um, definitely, I mean, that's, that's just a perfect reminder for, like you said, what you have to become. Yeah. And I knew kind of early in the sense of like, I knew I didn't want to work for no one. Mm -hmm. When I decided I was getting my hands done, like my mom was, (laughs) so many people in my family was against a lot of this Mm -hmm. and it just, Cause you can get it up to up to your co- up to like you know. They didn't want none of that. Yeah. Like it's just it's just funny because I wanted to do music at first. Um, like in this, I had a phase with music. I would say, and um, when I'm in this phase of music, I'm like, yes, like I'm never gonna work for no one again, and I'm approve it by putting tattoos on my arms so I won't get hired. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. And I had a story. Boom. Uh, this is calm before the storm. So this story just plays behind football, and also it's two stories. So anger management. I'm not going to say I have anger, but maybe I do. I don't know. But I had incidences in my life where anger played a, a role in me not being able to express myself holding things in. Mm-hmm. So I had a illustration of Calm Before the Storm just playing on that. And then also, when we played football, the coach used to say Calm Before the Storm. And I didn't want to get a football with me or like yeah. Lee Davis. So I um, ended up just getting that to signify that as well. Yeah. Um, how old are you, man? Twenty-five. You are woke as fuck for being. <laughs> but it, I, but it, it, to be honest, it stems off of like I said before, not being 
um, cling to um, what people tell me. And I, I like w immediately when you tell me, I'm, I hear you. And I, I personally feel like the people that love you the most can mistray you the most. So, in your family, family, like as mm -hmm. far as how you're being raised and how that trickles down. Mm -hmm. um, so, for instance, soul food. Black people love soul food. Come to find out, shit's not good. So it's like, damn. Not that good for you. <laughs> Y'all, like, same real world hand movement just then. He was like, no, hands are up here. Uh, um, and <laughs> then um, all the instances, I had a lot of instances in my life that made me keep researching. And as I became a truth seeker, that's how I became a vegan. So the food didn't, food came last. Like I was trying to figure out where HIV came from, who invented that. So that's a, a core reason why I immediately wanted to figure out health. And then after that, um, it turned into religion mm -hmm. because that was, was pushed on me. So I had to research what was being pushed on me. Mm -hmm. And I was rebellious against what was being pushed on me. So in that, I became uh, just more free-spirited and just researching different things and just it all just started connecting and then like food came in the picture and I'm like oh shit now like what's yeah what's about this like so and then it just ended up I just started becoming who I am now just right. from just initially it, it started from my mother yeah and you're gonna keep evolving for sure yeah yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. anything else you want people to know man Messages to people, things you want to um, get off your chest. Why well, you do X, Y, Z, what? Hmm. Uh, we can do a two-part. So, law of attraction is real. And I never really understood that I inspire people until, like, recently. So, maybe last week. But a few months ago, there was a guy that drove by, and I was teaching a camp at Bern and he pulled up and he parked and it was a black guy so I'm thinking like like, like what, do you, what do you want? And he's like I can hear him like not hear him vocally but I can hear him and sense him and he's telling me hey are you did you used to work at Coca-Cola? And I'm like yeah he was like this I was like I was just nodding my head so uh, last week I go into the uh, I go into Food Line because it's right beside Bern and I run into him, and he's like, I was like, was that you? He was like, yeah, I just want to tell you, like, yo, I'm so proud of you, like, you really doing it. And I'm just like, thank you. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you can do it too, just mm -hmm. letting you know. And um, I just want to be the testimony to let people know that law of attraction is real in the sense that no matter what happened in my life, I always knew I was going to be okay, like, no matter what. Like, it was not ever a doubt, like, I didn't, I, like, I didn't care. So, like, when I tore my pec, it was a time when I was crying, like, because I used to lay flat on my back, and I couldn't lift my arm up at all. And I'm just, like, tearing up, like, no, no, like, I'm about to get this. And then after a while, I'm, like, I'm good. So, like, if I can, if I can do all this, like, what can I do? And it's just like, when when will I do it? And so now part of your mission is to let people, let other people know that, hey, man, yeah, you can do it too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to be struggles, but like, it's so worth it.
I would hate to be a Coca-Cola again right now. But. Are you happy now? <sighs> yes. But it's uh it's levels. So I'm definitely happy in where I am, but I'm not content. Yeah. So you you're just that excited about what you know is coming next. Yes. Happy yes. about Yes. Um what was the other one? What do I want people to or anything I want to get off my chest? Love is real, and you need to do that more. Respect. Love cures all. I think that is probably the biggest message of all. Yeah, love is God. God is love. Can I ask the final question? Do it. Juggle. How do you define impact? Being a being the person that does it first in in an environment that people say you can't do it in first and that's the pave like that's like that's the I got you your entry point like it's possible mm-hmm. it's yeah. the impossible is nothing like it's impossible <laughs> until somebody fucking does it yeah yeah for sure that's that's my favorite one so far. Me too. Yeah. I love that. Grind on, baby. Grind on. Grind on. Appreciate you, man. Yes, always. Always. Thank, Thank you, Karen. So love you so much. Love y'all both. <laughs>